0: Hebrews Bible Study, Part 24, The Discussion of Faith, Continues. For lay leaders and deacons to conduct after the Sunday service or during a midweek Bible study session. Hear the word of our Lord from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 4 through 7. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up, so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God, and without faith it is impossible to please him, For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Having made the case regarding the supremacy of Christ's person, sacrifice, and ministry, the author of Hebrews springboards into a section which extols and exalts faith. This comes on the heels of the fourth great exhortation he makes to the congregation of Hebrew Christians, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 39. He spoke of assurance... Mortal sin, apostasy, and backsliding, all of which are related in some way to the topic of faith, so as to prevent them from returning to religious Judaism. This means it was necessary to finally come to a point of discussing what faith is, and what it looks like to have an active, living faith. Thus, beginning in the 4th verse, the author demonstrates saving faith with a list of Old Testament saints that had it and lived by it. We begin with three persons from the first arc of the book of Genesis. Abel, Enoch, and Noah. This tells us that the author intends to go in chronological order, so he can show the scriptural basis for his teaching, but also he does this to demonstrate a special point. Per the sixth verse, not only must one have faith in order to please God, but also no one is saved without faith, something the 10th chapter establishes quite well, Hebrews 10 verse 38. But this may worry the Hebrew Christians to whom the author writes. One can almost hear them ask, What about our ancestors? If the righteous live by faith, and that faith being in Christ, how shall any of their ancestors be saved? By starting with Abel, Enoch, and Noah, the author reassures them, establishing the simple fact that faith has always been the source of justification for the saints, even before the atonement. All the way back to the beginning, people were justified by their faith, not by their works. With these three, he also shows that this salvation schema is not reliant upon the covenant made to Abraham either. In other words, it is the author's argument that the Christian faith precedes the Jewish religion by at least a few thousand years. Strictly speaking, Judaism was fully established with the codification of the Talmud. However, the congregation to whom the author writes was surrounded by the argumentation of Pharisees and others, the precursors to the full Jewish religion, who argued from the Mosaic law and Abrahamic ancestry to make their case. While his main point is to elevate and teach about faith to the congregation, This context cannot be ignored. So let us examine each of these three individuals with whom the author starts his message. Abel. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. As the first human being brought up in the Hall of Faith chapter, Abel's presence raises questions. The author points to the very beginning of creation in Hebrews 11 verse 3, but seems to skip over Adam and Eve. Why is this? Did not Adam have faith? Perhaps he did, but his son Abel is the first human being in all of Scripture To demonstrate faith. Let us look at the pertinent scripture regarding Abel, Genesis chapter 2 starting in the second verse. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. we must address the time in which Abel lived. He was born after Adam was expelled from Eden. So unlike his father, he had to believe in God without ever having seen God walking among creation. He believed in the goodness of God, having only heard of the paradise of Eden that was made for man. He made his offering to the Lord while only knowing what his parents told him of their experience and the Proto-Evangelium of Genesis 3, verse 15, the gospel given to the first humans after the fall. It may very well be that Adam and Eve had saving faith, but the author is not interested in this because the scripture does not witness to their lives. For the author of Hebrews Saving faith is an active thing that produces God-pleasing works, and Abel is the first to be seen with this dynamic while living in the standard human condition, that is, without prior experience in Eden. It also must be inferred from what our Lord says to Cain, that Abel did rule over crouching sin, leading to acceptable sacrifices through his faith. Now regarding Enoch, the author of Hebrews writes, By faith Enoch was taken up, so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. Enoch is not a prominent figure in scripture at all, being barely mentioned in Genesis and brought up briefly in Jude. However, the account of his life is important to the case the author of Hebrews is making. Here is the passage which tells us everything we know about Enoch, Genesis 5 verses 18 through 24. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. All we know about Enoch is that he walked with God and never died. But for the book of Hebrews, this is more than enough to proclaim that even in Enoch's days, faith is tied to two important things. First, by faith we please God. A man's works can be obedient, righteous to other men, and mighty, but they are worthless to our Lord if that man does not have faith in him. Second, the example of Enoch shows that faith and eternal life are linked. One receives eternal life through faith, simple as. Now regarding Noah, the author of Hebrews writes, By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. If Abel is the first example of a believer having saving faith, and Enoch demonstrates the link between faith and eternal life, Then Noah shows the faith which believes and acts based on the word of God. Our Lord speaks to Noah, and Noah responds first by trusting in what he said, and then acting in obedience to it. From the Genesis account, Genesis chapter 6, verses 11 through 22, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark 300 cubits, its breadth 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. Make a roof for the ark, and finish it to a cubit above, and set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, two of every sort shall come into you to keep them alive. Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. Verse 22 with emphasis added in the text version of this lesson, shows Noah obeying God based not on his own experience or a pre-existent relationship with God, but on God's word inspiring faith and obedience in him. Thus, Noah's life establishes the relationship between the believer and the word. Along with Abel and Enoch, he forms the picture of loyal and active faith as it existed before God called Abraham, whom we will begin to examine next week. But until then, it is reassuring for the Hebrew congregation to hear that even the earliest ancestors that all of us have, between Abel, Enoch, and Noah, All three of these, and certainly others as well, had saving faith in our Lord, and their salvation is assured in Christ Jesus our Lord. We will see more of this next week as we begin the author's fixation on Abraham, the hero of faith, whom he brings up twice. But that will be for next week. Until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. And amen.